Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 22. This episode, we're going to talk about brick walls because everybody's got them, and we have some suggestions on how to get over them, around them, dig under them. And Amy, what is the first step? In breaking down brick walls in yes. genealogy? Uh-huh. Well, this is the genealogy happy hour, so the first thing we do is we get a glass of wine. That's right. You hit a brick wall, you got to step back, <laughs> get a glass of get wine. Get a glass of wine. And then you refocus. Right. So the wine that uh, we're recommending is um, a Riesling today. Yeah. It's called Brie. And it's in a really pretty kind of um, frosted bottle. It's very modern looking. The bottle's beautiful. The bottle is really cool, yeah. Um, it's a semi-dry, medium body Riesling. So it's not too sweet. And it's kind of a crisp apple, passion fruit, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, flavor to it so anyway it's delicious i i i love it and it's and it's brie b-r-e-e not brie like the cheese right Right. correct b-r-e-e brie Brie. riesling so and we'll have it on our website all right so yeah before you start though i'm just gonna throw in that my um sister-in-law has now got me hooked on um port so Uh Yes. So we're going to be sampling some port we'll later some, on. Some port. All right. Yes. Okay. It's like liquid That's dessert. Exciting. That's so exciting. <laughs> All right. Can't hardly wait for that. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So we've had our drink of wine, mm-hmm. and now we are ready to tackle those brick walls. So what do we do? Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes we have to put our genealogy away for a week mm-hmm. and then bring it back out. And then I think the first thing you need to do is look at all those documents all over again. That is so true. Because you might have the answer to your question right in front of you and you just haven't noticed it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so you're going to look at all those documents and you're going to take notes on those documents. You're going to take note cards. And you're going to write down all the information from that document on the note cards. Dates, places, names. Write down all the names that you see on those documents. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, uh, for example, um, in some research I was doing, there was the marriage record with the name of the minister. And then there was an obituary. And that same minister was the minister who married the couple and he was the same minister who did the funeral uh-huh. for the husband when the husband died. Yes. So now you've got someone who is more intimately involved in this family. Now you need to track down that minister and find out what denomination he was, what church he he um, was at, or mm-hmm. if he was a circuit. You know, a lot of times, you know, right. in older times they would they would go around. Right. So um, maybe look for his his records in um, the synod the, the synodical. Um, libraries sure. or you know wherever that or might if be. That church so. is still there. Maybe mm-hmm. they have records. Exactly. From that time exactly. Period. So, so look at those again. Those those associates mm-hmm. um, that are listed on those documents, and then take those note cards. Once you get all the all the documents written out on the note cards, put them in a timeline and start rearranging those note cards and look 
look for patterns, look for something that you may not have seen before. So this is really a good tip, especially for visual learners or, you know, people who are very visual to have to see it. Mm hmm out right. in front of you or like yeah. on a whiteboard or, yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. You're, you're taking the information and you're mm-hmm. looking at it in a different way mm-hmm. from different eyes. Look, take all your census records that you've, that you found, yes. write down who the neighbors are, at least the surnames of those neighbors and you know, which neighbors are consistent year every 10 years, that right. same neighbors there, which ones are different. You know, is there a pattern there? Are there names that you have seen on the maternal side, you know, that married into that yes, family? Yes, and remember to go back and forth a page or two. Absolutely. Because your, your family could be right in that area. Yep. Okay. Um, databases. The other thing you have to keep remembering is that those databases, a database that you looked at um, even on Ancestry or on Family Search, could have been updated. Absolutely. So every so many months, go back and look to see what the data is on the database, put the yes. names in, and um, look, search again. Mm-hmm. And also do your Google search over and over again, yeah. or set an alert for something. If you've got your, um, you're looking for Sue Smith, whatever, set the alert for that mm-hmm. because you have no idea when somebody's going to post something of their family on their website. And it might just be the link you're looking for. And if you're not constantly searching for it with Google, you might never get across, might never find it. Right. Yes. Um, and when you're doing your databases, sometimes putting too much information in the database can be bad. That is true. Um, sometimes putting not enough information can be bad. So you need to do it both well. ways. So try all the different yeah. configurations. A lot of times when I'm mm-hmm. looking for marriage records, I'll just put the surnames of the couple in like mm-hmm. family search and see what pops mm-hmm. up. But if you put the first names and last names, sometimes those records don't pop. Right. You know, sometimes you can only find it with the woman's name mm-hmm. and sometimes you can only find it with the man's right. name. It's dependent on how it's been transcribed, how it's been indexed. Um, all those things. So don't so. think just because you can't find, you know, John Doe's marriage record doesn't mean you can't find his wife, Nancy Smith, in there. Right. Be sure and look at every right. every angle. Sometimes I found birth records, for instance, in um, the Ohio birth records, by taking the name out or just putting the surname in mm-hmm. and putting the exact birth date. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times those records didn't have the first name on it. It just says infant or it says baby oh, yes, or it says yes. female because the, the name wasn't actually on the birth yes. record. But then if you put that specific date in yeah. in Ohio... Boom, there it pops. Or you could have the case like my grandfather, mm-hmm. whose birth certificate wasn't even his name. It was yeah. somebody else's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and then you have to explain that. Yeah, that's right. You know, then you've got to do to do some yeah. some research to figure out how that happened. Yes. So. Exactly. Okay, so you've gone through databases. You made your timeline on your cards, and mm-hmm. there's lots of other places you can start looking. You know, this is that exhaustive search that right. you're you're doing, and it mm-hmm. it's never ending. Mm-hmm. And there's always someplace mm-hmm. else you can look. Mm-hmm. Get that get that um, checklist out. Mm-hmm. Go down all those documents. I think we have a checklist on our website. Mm-hmm. Have you found all those documents? Have mm-hmm. you looked for the tax records? Have you looked for um, the obituaries of all the siblings right. in the family? You know, ha- go through in every document that you could that was available or should have been available for that time period, you need to check for that. Right. And um, another thing that I think is so helpful <laughs> is living relatives. 
mm-hmm. um, distant cousins even, as long as you're going back to the same ancestor mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. generations, they mm-hmm. might have something that you need stored away in a closet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just actually got a package yesterday from my aunt. She's not too distant of a relative, and she likes to send me things mm-hmm. every once in a while, which is great. And uh, she sent me a write-out in my grandmother's handwriting of her family's history, most of which I already had. There were a few mm-hmm. um, uh, aunts and uncles in there that I didn't have or didn't have the dates for. But she wrote it on pages in an address book. So so she did her genealogy. Her family history is written in an address well, book. Well, these few pages were, yeah. So isn't that interesting that she probably said, oh, here's a, here's a little book that nothing's mm-hmm. written in. I'm mm-hmm. going to use this mm-hmm. to... And if you just saw an address book sitting on a shelf, you're not... That's not the first place you're going to go to look and see if your genealogy is written in there. So you never know where things are going to be. And another example is my other grandmother on my mom's side. She would put um, little obituary clippings Mm -hmm. in her recipe book. And luckily, yes. And my daughter inherited the recipe book, which Uh I quickly confiscated because I was like, she doesn't need this yet. I I need this first. And it was just jam packed full of little clippings, you know, Mm -hmm. recipes. But in and amongst those were these obituaries. Wow. And, you know, some were from her family and some were clearly from people I didn't know Mm -hmm. and and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. still, just a treasure trove of Mm -hmm. information. Mm Well, I, mean, I guess that kind of makes sense if you think about, especially women from that time period. Those cookbooks mm-hmm. were very mm-hmm. important. Yes. You know, they were they were important books for the for women. Yes. So it makes sense if she would keep her important information yes. there too. So just keep your eyes open. You never know where somebody might have stuffed the piece of information you need. <laughs> <laughs> And contact those relatives. Contact, get in touch with um, distant cousins. You know, you can use Facebook, um, Mm -hmm. obviously email, or if you have their Mm -hmm. email. But reach out on social media. If you've got a web page for your genealogy, you know, put a call out there. Hey, I'm Mm -hmm. really stuck on this and Mm -hmm. looking for some relatives Mm -hmm. that might have something. Lots of people want to share. Absolutely. You know, what they have. Absolutely. And just because your line didn't get those documents, somebody in the family may have gotten those documents. Mm -hmm. I know that when my um, maternal grandparents died they had I it was my mother and she had one sister and then there were three boys well the women my mother took one line of the family's documentation and her sister took the other lines uh-huh. documentation so I have all of my grandfather's documents and mm-hmm. then my cousin now has inherited her mother's documentation for our maternal line so oh you don't you don't know where where that stuff is, has ended up but yeah. it's probably out there someplace yeah. so you just have to reach out and pick up the phone and and contact those people yes. so yeah and i'm sure yeah you're right they are more than happy to sh- well i know some people are some people aren't that's true some people don't like to share yeah. but at least they like i think i think a lot of people like being asked though mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think that that's the, a you know a good olive branch mm-hmm. to just you know you want some information and, and you'll be happy to share what you have. So, yes. you know, quid pro quo yes. type of thing that always works really well. Yes. So lots of other ways to, mm-hmm. to solve these brick wall problems. Right. I think a lot of times what we do, what we can do is we try and get, go back generations very quickly because mm-hmm. we want to find mm-hmm. out who that, who the father was, who the mother was, who the parents were, and then who the grandparents were. But maybe go back and reevaluate the documentation you have for each generation and make sure that you have a solid base 
And you've done thorough research on that generation before you go to the next generation. Right. Don't just zoom back through time. Right. Like that. You know, okay, yeah, I've got a birth record, I've got a death record, and a, and a marriage record. Okay, I got that done. Next generation. Yeah. But really comb through all the possibilities because there could be some great stuff mm-hmm. in newspapers, in probate, in court orders. Mm-hmm. You can find a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in those courthouses. A lot of it's not online. Right. So, but make sure that, again, you go through that checklist. Have you looked for every single document on that checklist? Sure. You know, and make sure you have a good, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, have a foundation because you're building, you know? So if, mm-hmm. if one of those, one of those layers, one of those, um, stories isn't really well documented, mm-hmm. then you, you are going to have issues as you go higher and higher right. or go farther back in your, uh, genealogical research. Right. Well, and I know there's, um, you know, as you're doing all these records, you can also look in town records. You're not necessarily looking for a person, but Mm -hmm. do research on the town. Absolutely, Because there might be documents out there that list your ancestor, but it's not uh, digitized in a way where um, their names are going to come up. It's really about the town. And you could find uh, a lot of information about the town and also their occupation. Mm-hmm. Research, you know, if they were um, a Mason, maybe there will be records in the Masons. I, mm-hmm. I mentioned that because that's how I found my grandfather's obituary mm-hmm. was with the Masons. With the Masons, not right. anywhere else. Right. You know, so that was kind of interesting and didn't even know he was a Mason. So um, occupations is a good way. And I know you've always said school records are a good source. School records can also be a very good score, uh, a very good source. Uh, those county histories, especially mm-hmm. that were written in the late 1900s, mm-hmm. again, they may not have done a biographical sketch of your ancestor, but maybe a family that married into mm-hmm. your ancestor's family yes. and. It might be that your ancestor's sibling married into that family, and she's mentioned, yes. you know, and it says and her parents were so-and-so. So, yes, you know, you're not maybe looking for, again, like you said, for your ancestor, but you're looking about the county history, the town history, and everyone who lived there, and mm-hmm. you might get some You might some get leads. something out mm-hmm. of there, a, little, yeah. a clue or Absolutely. something. Absolutely, yeah. Um, some other places are the electoral rolls. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, voter. Yeah. They voted. Yeah. Um, church records we talked about. City directories, always a good place to get some good information. Yeah, you you will be surprised what you can find in those mm-hmm. city directories um, because <clears throat> it will say um, not only their, ocu- say their occupation, uh, it will even say a lot of times um, if the woman has, has widowed, right. it will say widow the husband's, of. yeah, widow of. Yes. So, yeah, definitely yeah. worth worth looking at. Look again, if, you, if it, the city directories go by neighbors, you know, they usually have my name and mm-hmm. then they have it by address. Mm-hmm. So by street. Mm-hmm. So look at the street. Look at the, the neighbors around as well. Yeah, absolutely. Land records, of course. Absolutely. And those are those not, are... most of those are not online. I mean, God bless the counties that have put them online, at least index. Yes. Um, I know Orange County, Florida has them going all the way back to the 19th century, which is fabulous. But most, I mean, and they don't right. have, they don't, well, maybe they do have images. No, they don't have images, right. but they at least have them indexed. So, Well, and on that, if you can't find the land records without physically going to the place or mm-hmm. hiring someone to do it for you, um, look for a um, map, the, the plat maps that will mm-hmm. list your, um, you know, I've got some great ones in Ohio that show where my ancestors 
farm was and mm-hmm. the and the boundaries and then all the neighbors around them and it was so interesting to see you know i could say oh well he married this guy's daughter oh look they're like two farms away exactly yeah, see how that happened right. or they all were at the same church you mm-hmm. know because here's the church in relation to their land mm-hmm. so that that's really interesting as well right. and you might get some right. clues out of that yeah and just because your ancestor let's say your ancestor was lutheran but the closest church was catholic they might have gone to the catholic church or they might have gone to the um presbyterian church just mm-hmm. because it was close to it was close there right. so you might find records yeah there. they're not going to travel major distance mm-hmm. um you mentioned migration records yes and that's migration you know just because we, they lived or you think they lived in one county um but you may not be finding a lot there mm-hmm. you know were they close to the mississippi river Ohio River, Erie Canal, those migration patterns, you know, um, so many of our Midwestern ancestors started out in New York and New England, went through Pennsylvania. So you may have a generation in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. generation in Ohio, you know, making their way right. um, west. So look for those and look for, for information, those counties up and down the, um, the waterways, mm-hmm. especially right. if they lived near the Absolutely. water. Absolutely. Um, newspapers. We we talked about that just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I was finding obits, but not only that, but you know, just social tidbits. You know, Absolutely. They, the social news will, can lead you to a lot of information. Right. So and so was visiting her sister mm-hmm. from out of town, like, or oh right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. There's yeah. relationships there. Um, there's like you said, the neighborhood gossip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could have run for a an office. Yeah. You know, you never you don't know. Maybe they owned a business and there's an ad. Mm-hmm. You know, you, that you never knew about. That's that. a good point. I found one um, in Northern Florida, and I, we don't know too much about the man, but there was he was a carriage maker, and there was an advertisement in oh. one of the newspapers. And there aren't a lot of early newspapers for Florida because yeah. they just disintegrated. And there was an ad. It was digitized. So, yeah, Yeah. so that was great. So, I knew that, yeah, he was there and that that was his trade. Right. And now you've got a whole other thing to to go after. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Let's see. Family Bibles, if you're lucky enough to have a family Bible or Or track it down, access to one. Um, You know, in family Bibles, I know that the daughters of the American Revolution over the years have always taken on. transcribing family bibles as a project so i would look to the local dar in whatever area your ancestor was we've also talked about i think in the past we've talked about um the wpa and some of those work that's true those work um projects in the 30s and 40s they went around door-to-door transcribing um family bibles and family genealogy so you can look to the local universities um, I know Duke University, I believe, has a lot of those. But you can go on Archive Grid right. and find out where yes. where and those are located. And remember that your family's um, documents, if they are there, mm-hmm. aren't necessarily going to be in the town or near where they lived. Yeah. You know, somebody might have had those, moved to California <laughs> from West Virginia, and yeah. deposited them at a university mm-hmm. in California. Right, right. But the Archive Grid, yes, should help you help narrow you. down. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and you and you don't want to be looking. I mean, not you to definitely look for your ancestor's name and, or family name and Bible, but then look for the area where they lived. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Virginia Bibles, mm-hmm. Bible records, or Shenandoah County Bible records or something like that, and just see where those are, yes. are located. And, so. and also, as you're talking about names, remember the spelling of the name could be different, um, mm-hmm. could have changed, yeah. transcribed incorrectly. Spelling wasn't um, important. I mean, th- there wasn't as much literacy um, 200 years ago, mm-hmm. and spelling wasn't a big deal to them. They didn't mm-hmm. care how it was spelled, you know, They because they knew each other. It was a, it was a right. much more personal time. 
So, yeah. but yeah, so those spellings yes. could be a lot of different ways. So yes. Uh, let's see. We got photos. There could mm-hmm. be if you've got photos. If mm-hmm. somebody writes something on the back, that could mm-hmm. be helpful. Yeah. Can you look at the photo? This could be a whole other lecture on photos. And there's, there's a lot of people out there who have done some really good, yes. um, or have some really good um, books and um, videos on photos. But you know, not only writing on the back, but if the photo was by a professional photographer, mm-hmm. their name might be there, yeah. and then you could go down that route of researching that photographer. Where was yeah. that taken? Yeah. Where did they operate from? Mm-hmm. And, to get some information from there Um, probate you said there's also adoption records um, or guardianship records Mm -hmm. just because um, you might find guardianship records it doesn't mean your ancestor was adopted but it could be that the wife um, the the father's dead and the mother then became the guardian right and you had to have those papers look look to see who the bondsman was if there was a um, a bond Um, whether it's a marriage bond, a guardianship bond, mm-hmm. or probate bond, mm-hmm. because usually those are either close family members or their relatives in some way. Yeah. So look for those names. And then, and then go that way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when we were talking about the fan chart that um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Sherman Mills always mm-hmm. talks about, friends, associates, and neighbors. And, you know, look at the siblings. Go out to the side. Go to mm-hmm. the peripheral. and, and Right. The, Identify all those siblings. Yes. Because it, as irritating as it is, your, your ancestor may be the one that nothing is written on. I know in one of the um, um, family lines that, that I have that I research, He's the one who nothing is written on. Mm-hmm. I found one thing, one little memo that he was um, appointed the um, the uh, what do you call it the highway um, what do you call it the road master for this one particular road. Okay, and, and that was it. That's the only time he's mentioned in any of the um huh. the so he's like court the toll taker or something or he takes care he of was, the road yeah he was he was responsible for okay. for the road and safety right. and for that road and, sure. and everything i forget what it's called um i'll remember it in a minute but anyway that's the only thing but his other siblings huge probate records um tons of family history written about them there's a family wow. bible i mean tons of stuff you know so look through all of those siblings mm-hmm. because Somebody might have mentioned him or exactly. talked about him exactly. or something. Yeah. yeah, you can get exactly. a clue off yeah. of that. So that's why it's important to know all those siblings and sometimes run them down. Yeah, they're there and like and their and ancestors. You, you found that I know in your mm-hmm. in your hill line that yes. you know you don't know too much about the hill line, but there is an ancestor who has a lot of their, a lot of stuff, and know. she was very kind to share right um, what she had. Yeah, so that's which a help. was which was great. Um, yeah. But, oh, and military. Military mm-hmm. records mm-hmm. too yeah. might have some some things. Right. Oftentimes, if they're especially trying to get, um, they're trying to get pensions. They need people to um, give write them, letters. yeah, write letters of recommendation. And yeah. oftentimes, they get their relatives yeah. to write letters of recommendation, um, close relatives of some sort. So yes, yeah, or neighbors yes. or close associates. So start looking at those people. Who are they? Where did they live? You know, yeah. how did your ancestor know them? Where did they come from? There's probably some intermarriage in that, yeah. in that family somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure you all are ready for your second glass of wine at this point. <laughs> thinking, well, oh my gosh, you are because, because then you have to go on site. Yeah. At some point, most of the time we have to go on site to finish our research. Right. That all that, that list of all those documents that you need to look at, all of those are not online. Right. You can only do so much from the the comfort of your home. And there's a lot more that you can do. I mean, 
20, 30 years ago, genealogy was all hands-on, yes. on the ground, traveling. Yes. But at some point, you do have to travel. Right. Or or hire someone if you, or can't, hire someone, if you right. can't physically right. travel. Because it might be cheaper just to pay somebody, you know, for a couple hours research. Especially if you've got a really good foundation. You know, mm-hmm. if you've used some of these uh, tools mm-hmm. um, and you've got a really good foundation and you just can't go any further and you can be very specific to someone saying, this is the document I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This is, and then hand them all the research you've done, so they don't have to redo things that you've already, already had. And, and this is be. why it's important for us to write up our research, yes. because then you can send them what you have already done, where you've looked, in your write up, mm-hmm. and they can take that. A professional genealogist could be able should be able to read that, understand what you have, mm-hmm. and then and then be able to fill in those missing documents, whether it's. Spending a couple hours at the library, looking at those city directories, looking at the newspapers that may not be online, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. whatever resources are there locally. You know, uh, you may hire somebody for four or five hours, and that's less than a plane right. fare, or, you know, that might be plane fare depending on sure, or, but you know, not hotel, car rental, right, exactly. gas. Now, Dude. It's a lot of fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, those research trips can be a lot of fun, they can. and they can really put you in touch with where you came from and, and mm-hmm. your ancestors. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a, a very good, well-planned research trip where you contact the library ahead of time, find out what re- what resources they have, look for other repositories in the area, the historical society. There might be, yes. you know, churches. Um, you know, plan it out. Look for those counties around your ancestor mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. to look for as well and make good use of your time and, you know, spend that money, yeah. but get the research done. Yeah. So, um, at the end of the day, that's what, uh, oftentimes those brick walls entail is going there and spend some, find somebody who knows the history of the county. You know, they may be able to tell you, oh, I mean, a lot of times these people know who lived in that farm and then who they sold yeah. it to yeah. and, you know. Those, they can be very And I helpful. think people like to tell stories. I think, you know, when you ask, they want to they share. They they're, do. They're proud of yeah. their town. They want to share their town history. Absolutely. So, and take a friend with you. If you've got a genealogy friend, you know, plan a trip where you both have some research in the same area. You can help each other out. Yeah. You know? And um, it's well worth it. So, and that will help break down your brick wall. So, I think in closing, the biggest obstacle that we create in brick walls or brick walls that we create for ourselves in not looking at the documentation we already have or not doing complete research. I agree. And you know, um, I'm going to make one more little comment about that is when you're re re looking at documents that you already have and going Mm -hmm. through it, it's a good idea to have somebody else who does genealogy with you Mm -hmm. look at that document too, because they might see something that you didn't Mm -hmm. see Sure. or you see the same thing, but they see it differently Mm -hmm. and might mm-hmm. give you a whole nother mm-hmm. path on where to go. And that's why I like our little group that we have, um, mm-hmm. our ancestor hunter group that right. we meet once a month and we share and people are always saying, Oh, well, did you try that? Or yeah. did you, and you know, no, never yeah. thought about that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so good to have people have to the, talk to the second eyes soundboard. They're yeah. not, yeah, they, they don't have the emotional investment, mm-hmm. especially if you're talking about, you're looking in your own family. You've heard the stories for years. You've taken things for granted. I mean, you know, I, I t- tell the story all the time. They did, you know, my parent, my grandparents were born um, 
lived entire lives and died in Allen County, Indiana. So I sent off for their marriage record to Allen County, Indiana, and they weren't married there. Mm. They were married in Michigan, I found out, you know? So it was just those assumptions that I made because I was so familiar with my grandparents, you know, that I wasn't really looking at the research. Right. So... Um, also, you have to also look for the negative findings. Make sure that you record what you don't find because that can be inf- important. If you're not finding anything in that county, mm-hmm. maybe there's a reason. Maybe yeah, they, they migrated. didn't get married in the county. They didn't get married in the county. <laughs> they didn't live there. They weren't there during that time period. Yeah. Why not? So it's important to do that. And it's also very irritating when there are two people in the same location with the same name that don't appear to be related at all. Uh-huh. So you have to start eliminating all those other people. If there are two people in the county with the same name or in that, you have to do that other person's genealogy. They're made, they're, one of them is not related to you, but you have to eliminate them as a possible. Right. So make sure you have all their family so you need together. To look, right. So you you need to look and say, okay, no, that definitely is a different person because their spouse's name is different. Um, they see they live much longer, you know, they they didn't die at the same time that my ancestors did. So they're definitely not my family. Mm-hmm. So you have to eliminate those, those people as well. Mm-hmm. So get rid of the variables. Yeah. So, so it takes a little bit of work, a little bit of writing, a little bit of digging and a little bit of travel, but you can totally get this done. And then you know what you can do, Penny, when what? you break down your brick wall, what, what oh, do you do? Well, we have another glass of wine. That's right. <laughs> You ha- we have our port. We have our port then to celebrate, oh, right? That's right, because that'll be a that'll be a happy day. That's right. All right, so get your research out. Oh, wait, get a bottle of wine out. That's right. Pour yourself a glass. Have a glass, and then get that research out again. But don't drink around your Correct. around your documents. Never though. drink around those documents. That's right. <laughs> so break down um, your brick. You're breaking down your brick walls. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.